Welcome to Spellstorm Miniatures, a podcast about miniature wargaming, including War Machine and Hordes by Privateer Press. We want to inspire you to play more. Episode 20 of Spellstorm Miniatures. Uh, this is Jeremiah. This is Chad. And we have a special episode for you tonight. Um, we are actually recording this on Wednesday, July 3rd, which in my neighborhood means that it's already time for fireworks. Yep. And so if there's a loud a better time. boom, right, um, it's because my neighbors are feeling really festive. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, hey, um, I'm excited to talk about War Machine. We had some really awesome things um, go out today in the dev chat. And so we're prepared to talk about that. But we're also prepared to talk about some games that we played because our whole mission here is to inspire people to play more. Mm-hmm. Hey oh, so on that note, Chad, have you uh, have you played any games lately? Uh, I did get to play a game of Monster Apocalypse, and actually, I got to play a game of uh, Commander last Thursday as well, because uh, it was the first time in a while where I wasn't dashing off to go do something on a Thursday, as opposed to sticking around to play. Uh, I got to play just one game, uh, and I almost ended up winning. If I had had one extra land, I would have been able to. Uh, um, I would have been able to cast an Archaeomancer to get back a uh, Cyclonic Rift out of my graveyard and then cast it for the Overload and bounce my opponent's uh, board state back and then potentially hold on for another turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was a little short and then ended up uh, ended up losing, dying to a Sphinx Tribal deck <laughs> from this uh, very nice young uh, player named Heather who's actually uh, in the midst of working on a, an altar for me. Because there's a handful of cards in my Melic deck that can't be foiled. Okay. Um, and I want to really kind of pimp the deck out because it's the deck that I care the most about. So she's actually working on doing a, uh, an art and border extension uh, for my Final Fortune that I have in the deck. Oh, nice. That I'm excited for. Okay. Uh, but I got to play a game of Monster Apocalypse yesterday against uh, one of our local guys that usually plays uh, Magic plays a lot of modern and standard Mm -hmm. uh, but he started playing monster apocalypse loves it he's also just a super huge wrestling fan and so i think monster apocalypse is just wrestling with monsters for him dude awesome so he's he's all about the uh was it the worldwide wrestling uh rpg that's i don't know anything about this it's uh it is an rpg where you build and act as a wrestler what? Yes. How do I not know about this? Uh, I, I usually know. know like about everything. Yeah, uh, and it's supposed to be super good. Like whoever it was the the people who designed it really know RPGs and really know wrestling really well because hmm. Phil has been following all sorts of wrestling for years and years and years and still does. And he's is, like, no, they just nailed the whole flavor of it on the head. Like, is it like is it the Shane Ivy Dennis Detweiler crew or I, I don't know, okay. but I I know that you you build your your wrestler from the ground up, like all the way to what your theme music is. Oh, that sounds yeah, amazing. like the child in me, the the teenage yeah. Jeremiah yeah. wants to play this game really <laughs> yeah. badly. So uh, I get to play a game against him. I play Defender X and Sky Sentinel, which are the only monsters that I'm playing right now. Uh, he played Krakenoctis and Zor Maxim, and it was okay. pretty nasty. He got 
one good team where or good one good turn where he did eight points of damage to Defender X in in a single round. Holy cow! Uh, by throwing me into two buildings and then by Kraken Octus body slamming me back into those hazards again, I did a bunch of damage. But uh, my next turn after that, I managed to throw Kraken Octus into his back line and blow up one of his buildings and two of his troopers that were back there and mm-hmm. basically started and then from there moved into his back line and just started blowing up like his buildings taking out his units and i just choked his power dice out so that his monster turns weren't very effective okay and from there i was able to just kind of tag team crack and octus beat him up a whole lot uh and then eventually um uh, eventually i lost defender x but i managed to kill zor right Shortly later, okay. No, I killed. Sorry, I killed Kraken Octus, and then I managed to pick off like get Zor right in down to like three hit points or so. Uh, Sky Sentinel was still at like eight hit points; he hadn't hardly taken any damage. And then I managed to get across the table and body slam him into a building to finish him off. Nice. So, I really, I'm really digging Sky Sentinel and the Strike Jets because okay. he just. Uh, they get an extra boost die from his wing leader ability. So it makes them, whenever they make a range attack, it's one white and two blue now. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes them really accurate. And they're already speed seven. If you take the industrial complex, they're speed eight. Hmm. And they're range three. So they get all over the field with flight. See, okay, I have Defender X. Yeah. But I wasn't too excited about picking up Sky Sentinel. Yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to go with other parts of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the protector's agenda. Yeah. Um, but that sounds like you're having a good tag team with yeah. both of them, you know, yeah. running, running pure guard right now. And I feel like a lot of people, because Defender X is kind of, he's a really good all-rounder monster, mm-hmm. and he draws a lot of attention. And so what has happened in my last couple of games is people focus him and... Sky Sentinel and the Strike Jets start getting a lot of work done because of how accurate the Strike Jets are. Um, like two different turns, I was able to put uh, an Elite and three other Strike Jets into Kraken Octus and hit him two different times. And then I was able to do it later against Zor Maxim. And those are both Defense 9 monsters. And so, and Sky Sentinel just makes them super accurate. Yeah. Because it's, if you have. So what was it? It's uh, it's four, it's four white, and then you get three white for the base dudes, and then the commander gets two, and then the commander gives one blue, one boost die to each other, those other ones. So those guys are throwing, those guys are all also throwing two, uh, and then the commander's throwing two, so that's eight, and then Sky Sentinel gives each one of them plus one. So I'm throwing Ooh. twelve boost dice. Wow. That's a lot yeah. Of dice. yeah, I'm throwing twelve boost dice and four, and four action dice, uh, when I'm shooting with them, uh, with an elite and four, or with an elite and three, just regular strike jets. Um, it's super good, and they're yeah. fast. They get all over the place with flight. So. so okay, so when you let, let's let's spend a couple minutes on this. So when you take those two, what mm-hmm. buildings are you taking? With I'm, those, with that combo, I'm currently only taking the uh, Tokyo Triumph, the Guard Base, and the Industrial Complex. Okay. Um, I don't have anything else yet, um, mostly because I'm still really new to the game and I'm trying to get used to 
remembering all of the abilities. So I'm not trying to like play with six different buildings that all do different things. Yeah. I'm trying to like stay focused on just a couple of things that are very clear synergies. Eventually, and also I just haven't shelled out the money to play to get other buildings. Um, yeah. I'm waiting on some replacement Statue of Liberties to come in so that I can get and use one of those. Okay. Um, cause those let you do two different actions. Um, I don't know if it's really going to be good for what I have. I don't think it will be, mm-hmm. but unless I get some other, unless there's some other, um, units that I can get or a different monster that has an action or something, but okay, that's all that yeah. I'm using for the buildings right now. Yeah. Um, I think I eventually want to get a power plant cause he gives plus one range to blasts which I think is really good because then it makes um, it makes Sky Sentinel range 6. Okay. And the other thing that's great about the industrial complex is that Defender X is speed 6, Sky Sentinel is speed 7. So it, it gives plus 1 speed to both of them. So I'm speed 7 and speed 8. So I'm super fast. I'm really mobile because Defender X has high mobility and yeah. Sky Sentinel just has flight. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't care if I stand on this hazard. I, I, I don't. I don't. Mm. I don't encounter the hazard just by advancing hmm. or by standing over top of it. So, yeah. See, Ozzy's Ozzy's really getting into Monpoc, mm-hmm. and um, when we went to went to lock and load, he played more Monpoc than he did War Machine. Yeah. And even tonight, when we rolled into Runenboard, he brought both his Monpoc and his um, yeah. Trollbloods, but he only played Monpoc. Yeah, he got to play a game of so, Monpoc against Phil. I didn't yeah. see how the game went. I should, I should ask. Um, yeah, I didn't even ask us. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw him putting his very orange army on the table. I was like, that all looks like yeah, orange sherbet. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's fully painted, <laughs> it's and just, he did it yeah. himself. So. Yeah, it's just a it's yeah. just a fully orange. It's a it's a two tone orange army yeah. that's coming at you. <laughs> it looks like a big, it just looks like a pile of uh, orange sherbet ice cream. <laughs> like, so I feel like I should be yeah, hungry, but I feel yeah. terrified because it's. Gorgodra and Hammerclack. Yeah, it's it's a combo. Yeah. Like he was uh, he was telling me on the way to the store today that he wants to branch out and get some of the Uber Core stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. he already he already has his eyes set on how he wants to expand on, on that agenda. Yeah. So uh, he has a birthday in a month, so there's a good chance that he's gonna get something. Yeah. So I'm I'm also kind of thinking about it because I'm happy currently where I am with Guard, and the store only has the the demo for just, we just have the base box mm-hmm. for Destroyers. I kind of want to get some other Destroyer stuff to have access for other people to potentially use, but also to try and kind of play with. So I might end up, depending on like where my finances are while I'm in the midst of buying Infernals. hey Um, <laughs> I, I might pick up, I really like... Cybercon, the model is so cool, and I'm so mad that he's a destroyer because <laughs> the model is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I might, <clears throat> I might end up picking him up and uh, using it as like a store personal okay. model yeah. and playing and playing some destroyers from time to time too. Well, I definitely I have um, you know I have the starter and then I've got one each of the apes things. Yeah, and so and I have I think the guard tower. Yeah. So I have two buildings, I have two monsters, and I can get 20 units out. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. The only thing I'm 
really interested in is the new Gen Con model, the 50-foot mm-hmm. woman that's going to be coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I know that the, the base model will come out next year, but yeah. it's be kind of cool to have the Gen Con model. Yeah, so, it's a really great model, too. Yeah. Uh, Oz, if you're listening to this podcast, I want a giant lobster monster for Tritons. Give it to me, please. <laughs> I want a giant lobster yeah. to throw other monsters into buildings yeah. or to, like, cripple arms. Like, let me, like, cripple... Oh, yeah. Let, let me, like, pinch... Yeah. Let me give him the clamps and, like... Maybe the Vulcan nerve thing, you know. Yeah, like, something like that. You lose access to half your body. <laughs> yeah. Choose one ability to yeah. be disabled. Well, I haven't... Uh, let's see. Non-War Machine games for me. Um, I think the only other game I've played has been... Uh, I got a, a Song of Ice and Fire game in with Wes. Nice. And I did something completely different, which I think threw him for a loop. And so the last couple times we've played, I've just been spamming uh, the Free Folk Raiders and Trappers... Mm-hmm. And so I experienced something new for the first time, and then so did he. So he came with, um, I don't remember their guys. Is it Bolton? House Bolton? Yeah. Um, uh, boy, I don't really know much of the... Are they, who's, are who's, they the cavalry, or...? There was one unit of cav, and there was a mercenaries. Okay. And so who is the NCU that when you put them on to the um uh, onto the board on the board they you you choose you you influence a unit and then you make them roll for a panic at minus two. Oh, Cersei? Well, Cersei is, is from right? Lannisters, but so, I wonder okay. if So I think he's running Lannisters with the mercs, like the mercenary okay. units. I think that's what it was. It was, it was, a, it was a combined arms. Okay, so I thought so, he was not playing uh, Night's Watch. He was not playing Night's Watch. Okay. And so he came expecting to see a, t- a tide of uh, free folk, oh. except I came with four giants and two trappers. <laughs> and so the... <laughs> The the two things that uh, the two things that were interesting was for the first time I was being out actioned and so he had more actions than I did. Yeah. Which I did not like. I actually yeah. um, I actually made there was a couple moments in the game where I activated a unit before I should have act um, instead of uh, there was two units I could have activated and I act essentially activated the wrong one, which meant that he. Uh, was able to basically get a giant for free because he um, he chose the spot on the board that gives a guy another attack, which uh, I completely yeah. forgot about, and yeah. I was really bummed about that. And brain fart. Yeah, and and but the thing is, is I'm not used to being out actioned, and yeah. so that was interesting. And but then I had chosen Craster, Craster. What's the guy's Craster. name? Craster. No, it's Craster. Craster. Okay, Craster. Yeah. As my NCU. And so he has an ability that says instead of using the, the magic board ability, um, you can replace it with. Um, oh, a different! You can pick a different one. Yeah, it basically. can heal um, a friendly unit, um, like four, up to four wounds, and and draw two cards. Okay. And so I was able to uh, revive some of my trappers that he was just okay. killing guys without even yeah. attacking. And then I even healed a giant one time to kind of nice. revive the giant. Yeah. And then I was able to regroup and bring back a destroyed unit. Um, but I um, I chose the wrong one. I should have chose the center. I should have waited a turn. And when the center one died, brought that one back instead of mm. the one on the flank. But okay. So there was a couple errors that I made. Yeah. But um, in the end, I was able to uh, penetrate up the middle of the board 
and he sort of came around my flanks as cheap, like cheap units. And mm-hmm. so, and they suffered, and one of them, at least one of them suffered from the, because the scenario, if, it, you know, you make a, pa- a morale test and if you mm-hmm. fail, you add a victory point. And then if you kill that unit, you get, you get whatever extra victory points are on that unit. Oh, uh, okay. And so because of that, I was able to get a couple more victory points on him. Oh, nice. He was telling me after the game, he felt like his back was against the wall and and he felt like um, he felt like I was coming in pretty strong and winning the game yeah. and kind huh. of knocking you know you know yeah. blowing him off the table and but see I didn't feel that at all yeah I, I told him afterwards I felt like at any minute the the tides would have turned and yeah. he would have been back in it yeah and so maybe yeah maybe it was just because you're used to you're used to cheaper units that just get wiped off the table. Yeah. And you weren't used to something that was so specialized and so resilient as the giants look like they are. Oh yeah, it's just really, really resilient and tough to kill. Because you you've got to do like a certain amount of strikes before you actually do damage to them, right? It's yeah. like every two wounds counts yeah. as one. Yeah, and so a partial wound doesn't go through. Yeah. So there was one yeah. time he did he did so seven like, wounds, which yeah. would have been three and a half. So I only took three. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was cool because we both got to experience something yeah. different, and that means that there's some flexibility. Because he has a, a larger collection than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have the one army, and but yeah. but to know that there's some flexibility within an army, um, yeah. I think I'd like to get a second another another. I, I think I'd like to get more giants. Um, to be honest, <laughs> um, so I can spam them even more. But um, but it was kind of fun to be able to have uh, to have that. I know the hero box comes later this year. We don't have a date on that, and yeah. for the free folk, think, and so I think it's coming in the next month or so. I, I oh. think. I know another unit was coming out. Uh, oh July. no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's another. So, uh, it is coming, but it's undetermined. It's the yeah. uh, the followers of bones that come out here. Soon. Yeah, so I'll probably end up getting that before I get another box of giants. Realistically, but. So, what about more machine games? Playing more machine games lately? Uh, just the ones that lock and load. I haven't gotten the chance to play otherwise because okay. yeah. uh, last Wednesday, last Wednesday I had to run off because I went out to dinner with uh, some close friends for nice. my birthday. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend, my Happy really good friend. Thank you. Uh, my girlfriend, my really good friend Robert, um, Robert Fessler, who also plays War Machine. Uh, my friend Jeremy from high school and his wife. And then my sister and brother-in-law showed up. We went out to Kel's Irish Pub and uh, had dinner. And then uh, everyone left. And then Robert and I actually went down to the cigar lounge and had a cigar and and chatted for a little bit more, a little uh, a little longer. It was good. It was nice. It was a nice evening. Nice. So yeah, I didn't get to play any War Machine last week, and then I didn't get to play any tonight because I wasn't sure what was going on with the recording. So I didn't bring my War Machine bag. Yeah, that's okay. Well, good. and tonight I was real excited, right? Because we, we went over to Runeboard, got there early, yeah. and, I was, and I built Makeda 1 tonight, you know, at Runeboard, okay, yeah. and I was all excited to put Makeda 1 on the table, and and so I, and um, uh, Kaden had come, you yeah. know, and Kaden is one of the teenagers that's in our area that, that plays, Yeah. Um, along with it's Jordan. Harry's nephew, I believe. Is it Harry's nephew? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kaden. That's right, I knew they were connected, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Jordan was there. Jordan was the the kid that I introduced earlier this mm-hmm. year to the game, and then, has some of my circle stuff. And has some of your circle stuff, yeah. yeah. And then Oz was there, and so Oz, of course, was playing Monpok. And so I was looking at Caden. He was just kind of sitting by himself, and so I went over and said, "Hey, you want to want to get a game in?" And yeah. and so he agreed, and so we get all set up, 
and and I went first and I fully deployed and then all of a sudden I get a text from my wife call me please yeah. and suddenly I have to go rescue my daughter who's stuck at work and yada 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 yeah. and so I look over at Jordan and I go Jordan how about you pilot my army for me while I go rescue Claire? I know you've never played Scorn before, but get over here. Well, okay, so when I first introduced him to the game, it was Scorn. Because oh, yeah, I had two right. Scorn battle yeah, boxes, right? Yeah. And I actually gave him the Scorn battle box. So he has a Scorn battle box okay. still that I hope that he introduces, that he gives to a friend that yeah. is interested in the game or whatever. And and so anyway, so he had minimal experience with Scorn. <laughs> But here he is piloting a Desert Hydra yeah. with Mikado 1 and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I go rescue Claire and I come back and the board state is nowhere near where I would have had it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um, <laughs> um, but it's okay. So I was, I was sad because I was really excited to get a game in and I was excited to play Caden again. And, and, you know, and when, and I, I love that our meta, like the guys that play in our area are really, really nice. Yeah. And I have made some, you know, some great friendships just, you know, playing games with folks. But, um, but you know, when you're when you're a teenager and you're not very assertive, yeah. And so you're me, still trying to find your place in the world. It's really yeah. intimidating. Like I kind of ran into that. Like when I joined this community about ten years ago, when it was still really young, I still like I remember how it was in in Mark One. And, and being awkward because I didn't know anybody and I was yeah. trying to play this game that I didn't really know. And it was like that for probably like about six six or eight months or so. It may have been like close to a year. I wasn't playing that often when I first started. And um, James Slugger and a couple of other people kind of came out of their homes where they had been playing mm -hmm. and out into the game store. And uh, James is a very kind of He's not assertive, but he made a concerted effort to try and get people to break their bubbles mm. and start communicating with each other more of like, hey, we're all nerds. We all like this game. Yeah. We should be able to like talk to each other and like, hey, do you want a game? Like ask for games and things like that. We were all still like very kind of like... Clo like yeah. we weren't opposed to playing a game, like but we weren't gonna go up to middle school dance. Yeah, it's, no. yeah, kind of. It's like, do you wanna do you wanna play a game against yeah, me? Yeah. And and he did a really good job of like not only like myself, but also like other people yeah. in the community of like, hey, break out of your shells. We're all here to like hang out and enjoy this game. Yeah. And that was kind of like when the community and the Portland area and also just War Machine in general really started exploding because yeah. it was also kind of close to the beginning of Mark II. Okay. And so Mark II took over, and I don't really remember, like, some people talk about, people who are veterans of the game talk about, like, how weird Mark II, the beginning of Mark II was, and how hard it was to try and figure things out, because it was so different from Mark I, but I never felt that at all, and maybe it was just because I was just kind of playing whatever I felt like playing, Yeah. but at the time I also had a couple of other, like, I had a couple circle mentors, because I think Jason Walker had moved into oh, the yeah, area. Oh, yeah, he was playing Circle. And he was playing yeah. Circle at the time. So, like, a lot of people don't know this about Jason because he plays a different faction every couple of months. <laughs> he bounces all over the place. hey -o. But um, he was originally a Circle player, and he's kind of my Circle guru and took me under his wing and taught me a lot about, like, list construction. And, and a lot of those still are just hammered into me of like mm -hmm. building balanced lists that can play at range and at melee as well. Like as soon as you close the gap, then you have something hard yeah. hitting to back it up. 
And so, like, I I still build lists that way. Like, it's yeah. still really weird for me to build, like, a ranged focus list or a melee focus list. Like, it always has to be some sort of a balance. And yeah. and I feel like Circle kind of needs that sometimes. Well, but well, I wonder. I think people in general need that. And you're right. Maybe certain factions. Yeah. But you and I, we get to we get to play that role now. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, like, yeah, so you can hang out with Jordan and help Jordan build lists. Yeah. You know, for you know, because he wants to play Circle yeah. or whatever, and well, and, and you know, and I was happy to go over and, yeah. and play a game with Caden. So it's like, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I was, you know, I don't, I'm, I, I, I'm in it for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, yeah. let's not sugarcoat things. Yeah. I am not a good player, and so, <laughs> um, but I love it and I enjoy yeah. it, and I love it when I love it when the light bulb goes on. Yeah you know, or off or whatever the phrase is when it turns on. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, every, about every other game, a new light bulb goes on for me. Yeah. And, and so I, I love it. So if that can happen for a young player and so, um, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of did that too a couple of years ago. James was moving from Protectorate and was looking at getting into circle and he and I were talking a lot about lists and, and different ideas and things like that. And, um, we we dojoed a lot of stuff together because I was also still playing circle competitively mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. time, and we used to bounce list ideas off each other all the time. And I feel like, I feel like I kind of had a, a hand in, in helping to mold James into the into the good circle player that he is. And uh, he doesn't get to play. Well, I don't know. I think he does get to play. He's been really busy recently with a lot of different stuff and playing some yeah. different things for fun, like playing some minions, but. Um, he's still a very, very skilled circle player. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, so my one and only game got interrupted. Yeah. And, and then, you know, when I came back tonight, uh, the store was closing in, you know, in a half hour. Yeah. And so we, um, I, I played a turn, tried to kill some stuff. I killed the tap. Yeah. And then, and then I let him play a turn. And I, and, you know, and I think you were, Eli was there. And yeah. so Eli coached him a little bit on how to kill my Desert Hydra. And so, yeah. Um, so we both got to get the big things off the table, and then, and then we both agreed that we'll play uh, a game in a couple weeks again yeah. when, when you know when I'm back out of town. So, well, uh, why don't we transition to the main topic for tonight? Yeah. Um, we a lot of exciting stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of news, and there's a, stuff coming. Uh, you know, I was re- someone on the Discord said that you know the dev chat was sort of short this morning, but big stuff came out of it, yeah. like. And they and they shared a few things both online and I, I have the page up right now and I know yeah. that you have the newer stuff too, um, just in a word or in a in a in a sentence what's happening um, that 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 War Machine players can be excited about. I mean the big thing really is just kind of what they said at the keynote, which is the Theme Force remix. Yeah, and it is the big thing that everyone's kind of talking about that everyone's anticipating. Um, and that everyone's looking forward to. I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I'm not afraid to say that I, I've never been a big fan of, of the theme forces in general, uh, because I like to play what I want to play. I don't want someone mm. telling me how to build a list. And um, if you get me started, I will talk for a very long time about uh, the reasons why I, I don't really like forces a lot of times i feel mm-hmm. like it the main thing is, is i feel like it restricts creative list construction and i feel like it restricts the meta too much because i think everyone yeah. is too concerned with getting their free points and the theme the theme force remix is is kind of helping to relieve some of that pressure i feel that 
like some of the things that I've been that I've been hearing from PP and some of the things I've been hearing from some of the more experienced players, yeah. you know, like you, is is I think some of that pressure is like you use the word pressure. I'm going to use the word creativity. I think I think some of that cre- creativity and list building may be able to come back with the Thing Force yeah. remix. I think some of it will. the The thing that I'm afraid of is that um, the argument of of moving it towards the way that it's supposed to be, or the way that they're doing it. Uh, the big, the biggest complaint in the past about theme forces and needing to take certain number of points in order to get free models. Yes, it's restrictive, but that's the point. That's mm. the thing. Is like that was the reason why you took a theme force, and it's different now because the game is so much more focused on theme forces. But in Mark Two, or like if you kind of take the mentality of Mark II, from Mark Two of theme forces of Yes, you played something restrictive. Yes, it was restrictive that you had to take a certain number of points to get free models, but you're getting free models and you're getting other benefits. Yeah. The restrictions of needing to spend X points in order to get that free model is the hindrance. Right. That is the drawback. It's the it's the balancing factor of, of the list construction that you don't really see anymore. Because yeah. character restrictions are gone. Character restrictions used to be a really huge factor in list balancing and creation and things like that. Now the next thing was just the restrictions on how many points you're spending on you know, specific models to get free things. It's like, you're getting yeah. free things. You need to have a hindrance. And that's kind of what my like complaint about it is. is like All these can people are, are complaining and moaning about, oh, I have to take so many points of this thing that I don't really want in this list so I can get free stuff. It's like, that's the trade-off. Right. You can't just have all the free stuff you want plus really good theme benefits right. and just laugh at everyone else. Like, you need to have some sort of a drawback. That's the balancing factor. So let's let's talk about the remix. So, yeah. so there are basically three kind of things that are happening. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll list them and then we can kind of talk about it real quick. Mm-hmm. So first is... List construction is sort of going to change a little bit. Some, um, like for example, some of the factions are going to have two themes kind of merged together. Yeah. So that's that's one thing, right? Yeah. So and then and so then some of the really some of the really restrictive theme forces are yeah. getting mixed together to be a little more open, uh, a little bit more open. And then the second thing is is they're looking at the benefits, the theme force benefits. Yes. And so. And I have a bone to pick with PP about one of them that was shared today, but um, <laughs> it's um, I'm going to be positive about it. It's fine, but um, <laughs> but so that's gonna so they're re- they're looking at that again, and so some of those some of the themes will probably have different benefits associated with them. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing that's going is happening is now they have uh, what they're calling requisition points. Yes, and the requisition list, and and then a specific list that you can apply those points to. Yeah. So at a 25-point game, you get one point to yep. spend, 50, you get two points, and then at 75, you get three points. Yes. And so that's sort of, um, I guess, a balancing factor for for folks. So if you're playing a 75-point game, you're going to have three requisition points to spend, yep. and the, I'm going to have three requisition points to yeah. spend. How so you brings, spend them is going to be different it based brings, on your faction. Yeah, it brings a little but, bit of a quality. And one of the... Uh, I'm going to try and be positive. Um, one of the other things that I feel like has been driving um, driving the, the game towards this is there were some complaints a couple of months ago about uh, there was some 
not really complaints. There were some statements that were made by PP about their concern for the size of the point games. Uh, not just PP, but also the community about the point games. They're not really 75 points anymore. Because you have your Warjack points, it's usually around 28 Warjack points. You're looking at 105 point games. And then some theme forces, you're looking at 15, like 12 to 15 extra points. You're talking about a 120 point game. And yeah. some other theme forces, maybe you can't get because of your build, you can't get as many free points or the free models that you get. Like Irregulars is the biggest uh, offender of this because Irregulars is like you can take uh, like two free seven point models plus a free six point model or something like that. So you're yeah. looking at like almost, you're looking at like 16 free points yeah. or nine, like 18 free points and models compared to your opponent like yes it's only three models but those three models are higher costed for specific reasons because of their yeah. abilities like you're talking about Eris one like all like alton ashley and then some other six point model that you get for free and there was a complaint about they wanted to tone back some of those free models but then today when they were talking about the requisition list they're talking about the the points equivalent basically that you can get out of the requisition list like if you maximize the number of points, free points that you're getting from the requisition list, is something like 16 to 18 on a pretty consistent basis at 75 points. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, like you're kind of like worsening one problem to solve another problem, and so I'm. I'm what, what do you mean worsening? They were people complaining about the game getting too big and too many. Oh, okay. Like, and so too here, much here, stuff. Here's, the game's taking too long. So here's here. Let me offer an illustration, and then um, to maybe to maybe counter that, I guess. Okay. And so, um, uh, so currently the maximum thing is essentially sixteen, eighteen models, like the points, yeah. extra for free, like, so, yeah, and so, so um, versus like you know, I think there's a circle build that only gets. Eight points of free or nine points of free uh, models. It's usually it depends. Um, you yeah, can usually, you can usually get to three free models, and if black clads are one of them, you're getting to twelve. In twelve points, okay. Which and so, yeah, so it's, essentially it's what this is saying, the imbalances. right? So basically, what the new requisition points is now, if everyone's playing with the same sixteen to eighteen, yeah. um, at a seventy-five point game level, that is, um, of of bonus or free models. Then, um, then what they're doing is they're saying, okay, here's the cap, mm -hmm. and and they're saying that and and now now that we know what the cap is, everyone can play at this level, yeah. and and so versus and so it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like this, it, you, you know, we don't we live in the in the day and age of plastic buckets, so this illustration isn't very strong, but bear <laughs> with me. Um, a long time ago, buckets were made um, out of wood. And so you had wood slots, uh, slot, uh, you know, f slots of wood yeah. that were held together with these iron rings. Yeah. And and so essentially, um, if you don't cut those wood slots the same length, your bucket can only hold as much water as the shortest slot of your bucket. Okay. And so what PP is saying um, is instead of cutting every every slot so it's the shortest, what they're doing is they're they're basically lengthening all the shorter ones to be the same. To be the midi, to, to be the mid level one. To be the mid level, yeah. So <laughs> okay, so yeah. that's essentially what's happening. Yeah. And so basically, they're making 
a slightly bigger yeah. capacity bucket yeah. by by making those recreation points, yeah. whatever, it, whatever so, it is. And some of my standpoint is also just kind of coming from the position, like, it's also coming from a, a, a sorry, it's coming from a position of ignorance and kind of fear. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know what the circle options are going to be for a requisition list and things like that. One of the things that I heard is that um, for one requisition point, you can take three Gallus Groves, which is really cool. It's six points worth of models because mm -hmm. uh, they're two points apiece. Um, so, like, but if you're looking at that, um, if you're looking at like free black clads or if you're looking at like a free uh, command attachment or something like that, like, um, you can get up to like the 16 points if you do like three Gallus Groves and two five point weapon command attachments. You're looking at the 16, mm -hmm. um, but not like most of our command attachments are like four points, like most other people. So like mm. you're really looking at like six, four and four probably. So you're looking at 14 extra points. Mm. Um, what, what I would like to see is maybe like a free light beast option or something like that, because circle units are not that good except for the ones that are yeah. getting used all the time, which is Tharn currently. So maybe in one of the themes that becomes a thing. Yeah. Potentially, we'll see. Yeah. Like it's, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I want this to be really good for the game, but I'm also yeah. afraid of the very poor direction that it can take, uh, and the and the problems that it can perpetuate. Yeah. And I'm hoping that like I I have confidence with especially with all the data that Privateer has collected over the last two years from the CID. Um, and all their own internal testing and things like that. Like they've had some very, very knowledgeable minds in that department for development yeah. over the last two years and a lot of community input input. As long as they've done a really good job of sifting through it and properly analyzing everything, yeah. I have confidence that they are going to execute these requisition menus as Hungerford said, um, in a very good and positive way. I'm just also afraid that it's just going to perpetuate the problem and you're going to see these mm. lists with 18 or 20 points of free models and you're going to get other factions that are sitting here with like, I've got 12 that are like mm. support models or something like that. Like Gallus yeah. Groves, like getting getting three, three free Gallus Groves is pretty sweet, but those are also only speed five arc node support models yeah. that are defense five, armor 16 with five boxes. <laughs> like they well, are easy pickings. <laughs> Yeah, but I still wouldn't want to see three arc nodes on the, across the table yeah. from me. So I think so. Um, I'm, I'm cautiously I'm, optimistic. Yeah. I'm really I, glad I hope that it's really good. I, I'm just yeah. also like, I'm also cautious. <laughs> so I'm really glad that actually though that you brought up the, the the fact that there's been a lot of we have more data. Yeah. You know, um, Mark Three dropped three years ago, mm -hmm. and Themepocalypse happened two years ago. Yeah, about when they kind of introduced things to everyone. Yeah. So they have two years of, of data with themes for everyone. Yeah. And I think that, um, and I think a lot of work has been, has been, and, and time and energy and creativity has been put towards this. Yeah. You know, um, PP wants to have a good game. Yeah. And they have, they, not only do they have a good game, I think they have a great game. And, and so I'm encouraged by it because I feel like it's going to be easier for me to understand. Yeah. You know, I can I can look across my, my opponent's table and I can ask them, okay, where did you spend your requisition yeah. points? Versus like, 
you know, well, this theme here and this thing, and these are free. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I've had some interesting conversations with people when they're describing their theme benefits, and I'm going, huh? You know, <laughs> that's one so, of the other things, too, yeah. about, the, about this Theme Force remix is they're actually pulling a lot of benefits out. And yeah. It's getting down to like, uh, from the ones that I saw today, I think it was only like two theme benefits and then the requisition points. So that's also kind of like where the balancing thing comes yeah. from is kind of toning back some of the theme forces. We've been told that very many of the plus one to go first and the plus two inches of deployment have been pulled from a lot of the theme forces. Ooh. So not very many yeah. theme forces are going to see the plus two inches of, of deployment, which is one of the most common, I think. That's a very significant... Benefits. And it, yeah. it changes the math and the dynamic and the pace of the game so much that I think it's actually caused a lot of issues that a lot of people maybe didn't recognize immediately. Hmm. Um, because it, if you're go it, I think the plus two to go for, or the plus two inches of deployment has made it so much more important that you're going first because it, almost always means that you're getting a very good alpha assuming that you're not playing a slower faction mm -hmm. assuming that you're playing like a medium to high speed faction it almost always assures that you're getting an alpha and you're getting an alpha not just off of like the front line but like into the mid line yeah. which can be a huge detriment to people or it it lets you get a very commanding position on the battlefield where you're going to start pressuring scenario really really hard and oh, I think yeah. taking a lot of those I think taking away the two inches of deployment is going to kind of reel that back a little bit and it's going to force the game into a more sandpaper and then clash like it was in Mark II. Hmm. Where it's going to be like, yeah. you know, sandpaper skirmish for like a turn and a half or like two turns and then it's going to be clashing in the middle. So it's kind of like in chess, pawn structure is very important. Yeah. For getting into the mid and into the into the end game, yeah. And so here, how you deploy is going to be important. Mm -hmm. um, and so you really get to think about your deployment in turn one. Yeah. Um, with these, with the if those two inch extensions are removed. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed um, that I heard some chatter about as well is they they released what Jaws of the Wolf was going to look like. Yeah. And as a former Kator player, I was I was interested in seeing that. Mm -hmm. And the thing that um, I'm going to miss, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter now because I'm not a Kator player. But you had an opportunity for Pathfinder and Ajax. Um, <laughs> or Chaos is being a point of peace. <laughs> no, they're giving Pathfinder as yeah. part of it. Mm -hmm. It's the... It's the um, removal of the anti-ambush oh yeah and so and i heard what i heard in general that's going away and yeah and themes that grant ambush ambush are now models are going to have ambush natively some of them some of them are yeah. going to have it yeah and well, I, you know i did a search yeah. this this morning um or this yeah on the on the war room yeah for ambush mm -hmm. there's not a lot of ambush in no. the game natively no it's really strong yeah that's it, the reason why so there are uh natively I think there were two units. There's two units I can immediately think of off the top of my head. Uh, bog truck, bog truck ambushers, because they mm -hmm. have ambush in their name. They're not bog truck deployers. Uh, and then I think it's the blight blades. Blight blades, yeah. Are the only two that have it natively, I believe. No, there's there's a couple more. I okay. think there were. I think there were six solos and. four... 
four units. Okay, yeah, I wasn't thinking about solos. Something like that. Yeah, and so because there's, so, there's Hutchuck and Anastasia. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. but it's not like, but that's not a lot. Yeah, no, it's in the and wide so, scope of the game. It's not a lot. Yeah, so I and think there's re- almost double that many that get uh, in theme forces. In theme forces, units. Right. So, so they're, they're removing that, yeah. and I think they're gonna make it natively to those units. I think I don't think they're gonna do it to all of it, only because I don't think the Wolves of Warbros are gonna get ambush. Yeah, because they're they one of too, they're yeah. one of the best ambushing units because they're speed six with reach and pathfinder natively. Yeah, so maybe not everyone. <laughs> really good, but we're gonna see a lot more of yeah. it, and not because it's granted by theme. Yeah, and so a lot of them are just gonna need right. to get it. Now. So then, as a Kador player, you know, if you're playing Jaws of the Wolf, yeah. um, you now don't get to deny that. Yeah. Um, instead, you get Pathfinder, which means yeah. Kodiaks mean less, but maybe Juggernauts mean more. Yeah. I don't know. Um, in your in your battle group, but um, I, I don't know. I never really had an issue with Pathfinder. I could always get it when I needed it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, yeah it was it was the lack of magic is it was in my jaws of the wolf list that I really wanted, yeah. and I figure out a way to do that. But yeah. that's a secret that I will only share with you, Kator players. If you <laughs> email me at spellstormminiatures at gmail.com. <laughs> it's gonna be moot anyway as soon yeah. as the theme forces uh, as soon as uh, the remix drops. But. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what happens to him. I'm also really, really interested to see what happens to Secret Masters because I've always wanted to try and build that list, and every time I try yeah. to, that is actually one of the lists that uh, that really suffers from taking X number of points uh, yeah. in certain units. But a, a big part of that problem is you you have to take specific number. Well, I guess it's I guess it's Druid or Minion units. The two problems with that is, one, uh, there's only two Druid units. There's the Druids of Orbros, and there are the Mistwriters mm. that are both very expensive units to take in the first place. Second of all, the Minions units don't ever benefit from any of Circle's buffs. Because oh, yeah. almost everything is friendly faction in the game now. And you don't have any kind Just of attachment. But... And there's no command attachment. Oh. There are no... Co- there's no minions. There's no valid There's no in... hordes version of command attachments in hordes. Hmm. And that's actually something Eli has always talked about for years and years and years. And I just started rolling my eyes at him. Every time he's like, Circle would just get a command attachment. I'm like, they're not going to give us command attachments because it doesn't really fit. Yeah. But... Um, that's one of the things too is like uh, none of the minions units can benefit from any of Circle's buffs and there's very limited casters that have debuffs to put onto enemies and it's like if I'm bending over backwards this much why aren't I just playing a different theme or why aren't I just playing different models or something like that Yeah. and and Secret Masters was one of those is like I, I want to play it but it doesn't make sense that we can take any number of minions, solos, or units, I believe, but it doesn't because of because of the fluff of the druids. It doesn't make sense that that one doesn't allow the minions units to be counted as friendly faction. Like disciples yeah. of agony makes all of your beasts right. scorn beasts. The entire purpose of the blackclads in the fluff is to go out and recruit people. They are the people that go out to the minions' armies and recruit soldiers, recruit wolves of Orbros, recruit other people to work for Circle. And the benefit that you get is that they get sack pond dominions. Like it. 
Well, who knows? Maybe with the yeah. theme for its remix, it's supposed you'll have to be, your own version of Disciples of Agony. Yeah, it's getting mixed with... I don't know if it's going to go that far. Cause, yeah. uh, well, but I, I am interested. I've heard two things. I've heard that Secret Masters is getting mixed with the Beast theme, and I've also heard that it's getting mixed with the Wolves of Orberos theme. And either one of those would actually be very, very interesting as far as yeah. list development stuff. But really what I'm what, what I'm saying, PP, is I want some more druid units. Hey, oh. <laughs> so Or for yeah. um, uh, Druids of Orberos to not be 12 points. So for our listeners out there, essentially, um, Theme Force Remix is going to drop when Oblivion comes out. Yes. And Oblivion, or shortly a Gen Con. A Gen Con, yeah. And it, the new Oblivion box set is going to have a campaign book, yep. a new model, and then it's going to have a new rules digest. Yes. And so there's going to be some okay. streamlining of some of the rules, I think. And yeah. so um, look forward to that. It's, that means that we're kind of in a limbo. Yeah. You know, we're about four weeks, five yeah. weeks limbo yeah. of we want to build lists in a new way, but... You know, it's all, nothing is um, solidified yet. So we'll keep our eye out for the dev chats and things like that. Um, But definitely going to be picking up the Oblivion campaign. Um, I'm a sucker for campaign books anyway. Yeah, I definitely want to run the campaign that's in there Yeah. um, Yeah. for the community because I think it would be a lot of fun. Plus, it's not something, campaign leagues are not something that we do very often and I feel like it's a good way to get some of the non-hyper-competitive players uh, involved in the game a little bit more. So, um, I think we're going to have some um, burritos here upstairs soon, and so why don't we wrap our conversation up. We don't want to talk about Infernals? Oh, yes. (laughs) I guess. We could talk about Infernals. I'm excited about Infernals, because I'm going to start getting into them. I just haven't figured out my paint scheme yet. I think I have a loose idea. I'm going to do a test model and see how I like the colors and yeah, everything. Yeah. Abby had his there tonight at mm-hmm. the store and one or two of the horrors were done and yeah. I, I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah. So one of our one of the guys, uh, his name is Jacob, his handle is Bear Tornado. Uh, he was in the store playing against Nathan Scottson over the weekend. Okay. And he's doing uh, a kind of a really interesting um, paint scheme idea of kind of like earth elemental ist. Okay. So he's going to do like, it's a lot of browns and greens. So it's like they're made out of like, um, like organic earth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be interesting. And things yeah. Like that. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's a, I'm really that's interested. A different take. Yeah. I'm really interested to see how it, huh. uh, how it goes. That It'd could be, be really cool. I'm, I'm picturing yeah. that right now. Cool. All right. Yeah. When do you get your infernals? Uh, so they start releasing next week on the 12th. Okay. Uh, 12th and the 26th of July, and then we're looking at, like, 16th and 30th of August, I think, something like that. Okay. Um, so it's going to be kind of... It's yeah, it's going to be yeah, okay. it's gonna be gradual things. I opted not to get uh, stuff from Lock and Load because I knew... I didn't One, I didn't have the money to shell out for it all at once. Right. Uh, and two, I wanted to get it from my local store, plus... Yeah. Um... That way I can also, like, I can get it in chunks rather than having to throw all of the money out at once. Yeah, and yeah. Boy, yeah. I'm I, excited for it. I have an yeah. interesting idea. I think I want to use the new red. Uh, oh, I yeah. what it's called. It's something rose. I have it right um, here. 
Uh, Amethyst Rose. Yeah, Amethyst yeah. Rose has a really kind of nice color to it. I was thinking about using that for the robes, okay. and then maybe using either Rillic Gold or I really, really like Molten Bronze. Use the Molten Bronze for the armor, and then do something else for the glow in between, like the breaks in the armor and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and make it kind of like a very kind of like regal and royal look to yeah. the masters. I haven't figured out, I think that would look good on the cultists. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do for the horrors yet okay. or things like the graver swarms. Yeah. But I think that's that I'm going to try it out on Zadaroth because I'm going to have a spare because I'm getting two of the boxes and I'm going to try it out and see how I like it. And if I don't like it, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's smart to have that test model. And, yeah, yeah. We you know we um, um, you know I almost had the green light. Uh, I had the green light from Laura, <laughs> and I, I boy, I was tempted to yeah. to do so, but I I didn't, and yeah. and so I'm gonna I'm gonna marvel, I'm gonna revel in everyone else's yeah, just live vicariously so for me. I'm going to. You can hear uh, yeah. hear me talk about them and, so. and play them and the frustrations. And yeah. Well, what's uh, before your infernals come? Yeah. Uh, what's on your hobby desk? Well, I finally finished up the three orcs that I was working on for commission, uh, and then I did some assembly of that Frostgrave Soldiers box number two. This yes. is all female soldiers. It's a box. It's a box of twenty female soldiers, all female. Super cool. Spent three hours <laughs> assembling twenty models. Because you have to like hand create every one of them. Lots of fiddly bits. Uh, lots of fiddly bits, and I made a lot of. I made a. I did a good job of mixing up uh, poses and stuff like that. Um, so I got those assembled. I'm gonna paint a couple of those for commission, um, and then I've got a bunch of other stuff as well. Like I, I'm still trying to get work through them on my circle. It's just really uninspired because I don't want to paint any more Tharn. Um, and there's some other stuff that's waiting for priming, but I did pick up the, uh, 75 millimeter legendary series totem huntress from lock and load. Yes. And I I'm got looking that forward prime, to seeing that. And I'm look, I'm looking forward to painting that up. I just haven't decided. Yeah. I want to go with a lighter color scheme because I, I do dark color schemes so much yeah. that I would like to try and break out of my shell and do something a little bit different, but yeah. I'm kind of worried. Yeah. That's one of the things that. I wish that I saw more on War Machine uh, armies is a lot of them tend to be kind of the darker, yeah. you know, and, and they, they look great. They're really nice. Yeah. But I would love to see some more brighter colors. Yeah. So. Well, I think darker colors are just easier to do a lot of times. It's true. I mean, uh, normal and Agrax Orc Trade are just, yeah. you know, talent in the bottle. Yeah. And, so. and light colors are, light colors are hard to get right, especially like yellows and oranges. Or, yeah. sorry, yellows and whites yeah. are tough to do. Which is why I bought the yellow contrast paints. Mm. Which is why I'm doing my Desert Hydra in yeah. yellow. Yeah. And it's really, it's going to look really good, I think. Um, I'm getting a lot of compliments from it, and it's not even done yet. So yeah. that's on my hobby table. I think it's going to be the next model that I finish. Yeah. And so um, I have a few things kind of in the works. Uh, most recently, I reorganized my uh, shelving unit here. I actually got shelving units given to me, and so I set them up, and um, I pulled all of my Legion together and cataloged it, mm -hmm. and so I know the status of every model that I have. Yeah. And I actually, I think I have more Legion than I do Scorn, uh -oh. which, is, um, which was a surprising... <laughs> 
I certainly have yeah. more warlocks, Legion warlocks, than I do scorn, and yeah. probably more beasts. Um, so that was uh, interesting because I'm currently maining scorn, but yeah. um, I don't know if I'm going to start painting Legion yet. But at least I know what I have. Yeah. And so whenever I jump over there, um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, but uh, yeah. I'm leaving for uh, vacation soon, and so I'm going to be gone for a while, and um, we'll see what the inspiration hits me, yeah. strikes me for, you know, for the hobby desk. But um, yeah, so um, I think it was you know a good chit chat with you. Yeah. You know, we we missed Dan tonight. Yeah. Uh, Dan wasn't able to join us. Sorry, I ran and, you. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, you know, we had a couple of real life issues happen yeah. for at least for me and. Yeah. You know this week and so that kind of delayed our recording and whatnot but um we are looking forward to bringing you more content this uh this summer and and beyond and so if you like what we're doing uh give us a like on the facebook's and um and whatnot uh if you have a question for us or you want us to interact with uh with anything that you want to offer uh, send us a message you can do so on facebook you can do it at uh, spellstormminiatures at gmail.com and uh, you can also just find us online at spellstormminiatures.com and whatever you're listening for whether Podbean or iTunes or whatever and if you like what we're doing we'd love a positive rating and that'll just help others find us too Uh, we want to we want to be a positive voice in the hobby